Welcome everyone to episode 133 of the GameSpot After Dark podcast. I was not here last week because I was on assignment and as Lucy said, capital B busy last week. But I am back, ready to host because this is going to be a special episode. Joining me is Jean-Luc Seipke. Hello, howdy do gamers. Happy, Lucy happy. James. <laughs> happy, happy. <laughs> Happy, happy. Happy, happy, happy. Joy, joy, joy. How you doing, Lucy? Ooh, broadly fine in spite Despite. of yeah. factors. Yes. Yeah, when I said happy, and, that was not referring to my state of being. That was... Yeah. And a, a, a willful. A willful. Yeah. Sure. I, I'm, I'm trying to put that energy in the world. <laughs> We're also joined by our very own Dave Control, a.k.a. Dave Klein. How you doing, Dave? Howdy do. Happy, happy. <laughs> it's combined. Is this your first appearance on After Dark? Uh, I did one with did one back of, when oh, Jake yeah. was the host like two or three years ago. So Damn. We got back when I was at GameSpot Universe. So yeah, that is, yeah. yeah, that was the thing. Like now you're games games. And what a time to be yeah. games games, Dave, because Elden Ring, baby, it's here. We've been playing it. We've been talking about it. We've been writing about it, thinking about it. We've been crying ourselves to sleep about it. <laughs> Now we're going to talk about it again. Literally dreaming about it. I've been playing like 14 hour days of it. So I think that's all that's in my brain. Yep. My wrists hurt thinking about that. Like I, I, the, the thing about uh, playing games for a very long time is there a good excuse to buy things that you've wanted, but haven't had a good reason to own. So now I own a secret lab chair because I was like, (laughs) if I'm going to be sitting around in front of my PC for hours and hours and hours on end to do this review, I can't be uncomfortable. I also brought an Xbox wireless headset and dongle so I can plug my PC They are really good though. They are good. The headset is great, but I'm I'm annoyed they don't come with a Bluetooth dongle for standard PCs that don't have Bluetooth. But... Mm. that's why as so, soon as they gave me a PS5 code, I was like, I'm switching. I like playing on my TV. I'm a big time console gamer. I play PC stuff too, but I just prefer consoles. So yeah. it's just more yeah. comfortable. It's just so how I'm I like dual wielding currently. I'm yeah. playing on PC and PlayStation. And at some point I'm going to make the transition from one to the other. Mm. Um, I have, I think I have once questions to ask you about that. Like I'm very intrigued, but we'll, we'll save that mm. for the Elden Ring chat. Yes, so topics of the week are going to be Elden Ring, Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, and Steam Deck. And it's going to be largely a question and answer session. Jean-Luc has very kindly gathered a bunch of questions from various places. I assume mostly the Discord, right, Jean-Luc? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the and, Discord. And we're going to answer the questions. So let's, without further ado, let's get stuck into it. I'm going to kick it over to Jean-Luc because it'd be weird if I asked the questions and then I'll answer the questions myself. <laughs> so Jean-Luc can, <laughs> can, can do just the, a, uh, the town power hour. Yeah. yeah. It's, that, it's literally that Timothy Dalton from Hot Fuzz oh, picture yeah. <laughs> of him smiling next to a picture of him smiling. <laughs> Tam, what do you think about this? Well, I think this. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's just get right into it then. So uh, we have Trusty Patch Notes here who first asks, uh, is this going to be spoiler free? Uh, I assume you guys will want to do your best to not spoil too much. Yeah. For the I, think, I think Dave and I like are super, super, super sensitive, especially about spoilers. Like even when we're talking to each other about the game, we've been very careful about like mentioning things. And it's like if I, I'll ask a question very gingerly and if it seems like he doesn't know what I'm talking about, I'll be like, all right, don't worry about it. I'll come back to this later. Yeah, <laughs> I'll ask Tam like, 
do you kind of know, like, uh, have you been to this area by chance? And if he says yes, I'll be like, what about this? Have you seen this NPC? I, I yeah. don't know. Like, have I try you been to be... south, maybe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Yeah, yeah we're, we're trying we're... to be, like, super respectful just for each other. Yeah. And we're playing the game, so. Yeah, yeah. and so, like, we, we take that approach as best we can. Um, we'll do that uh, here as well. And mm. I avoided talking in depth about story and, and characters too much in my review as well. Because we know how important it is to the community as a whole to have that mm. as something they can figure out and also work on together. Um, and I don't, I don't, I know that we don't want to be the people who rob anyone of that, given that how much we love it. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Appreciate Excellent. that. Also, we don't understand a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. I was like, I mean, both of you, like, cause just seeing obviously the review and like Dave, all the stuff, all the videos you've been working on come through. And there has been definitely an underlying, like, there's so much more to this game that like haven't got to or don't understand how mm. it like fits together just yet. And like you said, Tam, that's an exciting that's like where the community comes in and like Yeah. To spoil it day minus one really. Um yeah. I think yeah. I think between shitty. us we have a yeah, we I think between us we have a decent understanding of it, but there's always more. Yeah, like as far as the lore goes, like I, I'm 75 hours into my first playthrough. My main playthrough. It's not my first. I had I was playing on PC and I stopped to start playing PS5. Um, mm. and like, I kind of get it. And there's things that are interesting. I keep finding like, but I'm still finding like, oh, this in- this person has some interesting things. Like, ooh, this item description. Oh, what does mm. that mean? And mm. even then, I'm still like not quite sure. I still haven't pieced it together. And that's after 75 hours of playing. So, yeah. And so there's there's a lot. There's definitely a lot, and it's all super interesting. That's really For good. Sure. Like, I mean, I think that yeah, it's time in your review like people that so much has been made of like Miyazaki and George R.R. R. Martin working yeah. together so like two of the foremost minds in world building I'm very intrigued that actually brings up a excellent segue mm. to a question Adapt. from Maria aka Serious Business one of our excellent mods which is uh, how much of George R.R. R. Martin's influence do you feel in the game does the story appear to be more than it was in the Souls games um I personally, I'm not sure how Dave feels, but like, it doesn't feel noticed. There's nothing in here that I look at or hear or read and I'm like, that's a George R. R. Martin fingerprinted thing. It feels more Miyazaki than everything. I think the thing that really stands out to me, not stands out, but like the thing that I can attribute to George R. 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 Martin is some of the underlying stuff. I think the way I think about it is... In traditional Souls games, there's the illusion to things happening beyond the walls of the world that you're in, right? Like, that's Mm -hmm. how it works. And to a degree, they don't need to flesh that out because you'll never see it. It will be referred to, like, for example, let's take randomly Kareem as a location. Like, there's no really need to go in-depth in Kareem because you have, like, a couple of people will refer to a couple of item descriptions, etc., etc. But you can largely get away with just referencing it here and there. I think with an open world, and because it's ma- a massive scale, you it's much harder to get away with just using them as touch points. They need to be more grounded, more fleshed out, because the world itself is bigger, which means more opportunities to discuss it. So if you have holes in it, people will be able to poke them much more easier in, the, in this kind of game. And I feel like the background stuff, you know, the the underlying narrative and characterization stuff that happens that is like alluded to is way more fleshed out and that's where i think like george rr martin stuff is but it doesn't feel like 
uniquely his. I feel like the bulk of what is in this game and the bulk of the what you're experiencing narratively is like Miyazaki and From Software. What do you reckon, Dave? Yeah, I th- I think like I-, I don't notice George R. R. Martin's touch at all. To be honest, it just mm-hmm. very much feels like a Miyazaki standard story type of game. The way they dish out information, even some of the themes of it, thematically speaking, it feels very Miyazaki. Miyazaki. Um, just the fact that it's like, ooh, like, is someone lying to me? Who's telling the truth? What's really going on here? Uh, that all feels very Miyazaki. I think, like, the, I think to my understanding, George R. R. Martin basically just wrote the backstory for it, and then Miyazaki took that backstory and just, like, was like, now everything's horrible, and, like, changed it. So he, like, took that as a basis, if I'm understanding correctly, and it definitely feels that way. So there's probably a rich lore behind everything that was created by George that it's just it's very hidden behind the walls yeah and by his by his own account like um like by george r R. martin's own account like it was a long time ago that he worked on this and he i think he's mentioned like it's probably changed quite significantly there's an Mm -hmm. interview where he did where he was like oh they're making video games now and i helped with a video game and i (laughs) did some writing on it it was a long time ago but they're very (laughs) clever but it's like was he involved before the Debut Vice and Benioff sullied the good name of Game of Thrones. Probably, but like his oh, yeah. energy was <laughs> like he had the same energy as you know the celebrities that say uh, I love video games. Uh, I used to really really kick ass at Pong, and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> cheers, yeah. man. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's that's what it felt it felt like. Um, anyway, um, yeah. Well, he had yeah. like an interview like four or five years ago where he said that he didn't think games were art. So you know, <laughs> he's still in that uh, place. <laughs> Um, I just want to say at this point, my stomach is growling like a lot, and I know on Discord it won't come through because the noise dampening. But <laughs> if you're listening to the recording and you can hear some like mad grumblies, that's me. Did you have lunch Hung- or what? Hungry did you for eat? content. I just had I just had a bagel. I had I had a lot of coffee this morning, but it's like it's literally just like I think uh, I no no I think I ate mm, my bagel too quickly. I think as it's I the am, coffee as I am want to do. No coffee is mm. a diuretic. This is going to get the shits. I hope Literally. not. In the middle of this <laughs> <laughs> podcast, like, don't mind me, guys. I just got to go. Uh, no. Um, so that's for everyone This is usually my time for that. And so like, hopefully it doesn't hit. <laughs> I like My body's like Regular. on a schedule. It's always like, this is the exact time. Regular. Yeah, mine's 11, 11 and 3. Those are my times yeah. to do two a day. my business. Yeah, two a day, mate. Wow. That's how it rolls. Yeah, I get right after lunch, right after dinner. How did we get here? Let's get back to fucking Elden Ring. Enough about everyone's rings. Let's get back to Elden Ring. Oh, let me tell you about my ring after I go 11 and a half. (laughs) Absolutely not. Uh, Going back to trusty patch notes, they also wanted to know, uh, what are the crew members' favorite brand new items or weapons so far? Uh, I guess... You know, try and keep it spoiler free if there's anything mm. that's like too crazy. But yeah, is there like has there been like a weapon or like a skill that like you haven't seen before in like a Souls game that you're like, oh, this is pretty freaking cool. There, there is a weapon that I do not have that a boss enemy, mini boss. You know the one I'm talking about, Dave, in the shack that I directed you towards the night. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I want about. that. I want that. But yeah. I don't, I don't know, think I've gotten their weapon. Hmm. I, I described it in my review, so I feel okay saying it. It's a telekinetically weeded, wielded spectral blade. What, like so Alucard's? It's, it's basically that, yeah, <gasps> but big and red, and there's like a knight that like swings it 
and it's like fucking awesome like it's so cool but at the same time it is like i, I remember thinking this is so cool but i wish he'd stop destroying my ass with it Dude, <laughs> he's one of the honestly i find him to be one of the hardest bosses like he's like so tough he's so tough he's a mini boss as well and you accidentally find him he's not like a, you know you enter an arena it's like something happens you go yeah. to a place at a certain time and he's like i uh yeah, i'm here now. i'm here now let's fight and you're like oh god so He's, yeah, I wonder if you'll even get that move set like the telekinetic part. It feels I, like very bossy, not something they would give you. Yeah, but then like there are things that happen where I'll see a crazy move and I'll be like, "Wow, that's awesome!" Uh, or I'll do one, and then mm. they will do the same one later. Like they, some of yeah. the the ashes, they they are they are able to use them. So may, maybe I'm hoping it's like something. That's true. Like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like yeah. I found an ashes that I love. That's I, I think I could say it's like a move that's in Dark Souls too. It's the Artorias front flip attack. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's an ash that you can find, and I I've been rocking the great heavy sword or the heavy great sword, which is basically just literally guts's dragon slayer from Berserk. Dude, I got it yesterday. I got it yesterday. I'm so yeah, I was excited. gonna tell you, I figured out exactly the location. I was reviewing my footage, and actually, I was streamed this morning for four hours, and I just ran and yeah. got it immediately, so I could just play as a guts build right away. For <sighs> I got it yesterday. The only problem is I need to upgrade it a bunch, I know. so I need to get the. Uh, the stones yeah so like yeah when i found it i couldn't use it right away because my other weapon was like plus 11 so i was like okay i gotta start slowly upgrading it i'm currently using the the the, uh the blade from one of the ever ever jail uh nice yeah Um, the the hound one yeah it's really good and it's like it does about two it's it's got like 230 points of damage in it it's brutal i have to compare I, I'm yeah. so curious, like, what weapons are the best and all that here, because I have no idea. And even the heavy greatsword I'm using... So, you can put attributes. When you when you equip Ashes of War, you find various smithing stones. If you find the right ones, you can add different attributes as you equip an Ash of War to your weapon that alter its mm. scaling. So, with a heavy scaling, that's basically for a strength build that makes it so it ups your, uh, your strength scaling. Yeah. But I can't get any... I haven't found anything that's past B yet even with that. So I'm trying to figure that out. Mm. But yeah, the heavy grace are those like that with the front flip berserk move. It's just so fun. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm guts. This is amazing. <laughs> Which, um, so I like you guys are, you know, 70 plus hours in at this point, John, look how far through are you? Did you start playing yesterday? Uh, yeah, I started playing a little bit last night. I did spend about two hours in the character creator. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then played a bunch this morning. So I think I'm like four hours in, um, I'm okay. still very much within the network test section yeah. right now. No, me too. I, I'm even less than that. So yesterday I helped, th- and this is the question that I'm leading to, is that yesterday I helped capture footage for like starting classes. And mm. um, I played for like an hour and a bit. I, uh, you know, went in the cave with the wolves, beat that guy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I picked Confessor. I was talking to mm-hmm. Ralph uh, Skillup, and he he picked Confessor, and he said it was good because you've got points in, like, you can use incantations, and you've got, like, um, I can't remember if it's strength or if it's dex, but you see so you've got, like, the melee as well. And then I was like, but what if I want to be a magic boy? So I guess the question is, I'm mm. not that far in, but also when I was capturing yesterday, I did really enjoy Samurai. So my question, yeah, my question for everyone is like, what was your starting class? What were you prioritizing early on? Uh, obviously, you can you can actually respec in this game. You can put your points into whatever. How thick and fast are weapons coming? And what? Did, yeah, and what did you start as? What what was the thing that kind of like 
made you feel like you want to go in this particular direction with how you spec your character? So I started off as I picked the warrior class mm -hmm. because high dexterity builds are generally what I was going for. Mm. And that's generally what I play. Um, but I event so I was doing fine. And then the best dexterity weapon I had for a really long time was a rapier, which I hate the rapier. It's yeah. so annoying. It's only got like attacks directly straight ahead of it mm. it doesn't have a lot of good like uh, crowd control opportunities and it's very short it's literally it feels like you're trying to poke an boss's eye out that's how short it is yeah that's good um, for the birds too i'm sure yeah, it's birds really been so much fun yeah it's really good in like one-on-one -on -one close quarters like against normal enemies mm. but like the moment you've got a boss it just doesn't seem to work that well um so i i spent a lot of time using that and i got to a point where i reached um the ability to respec <laughs> and i respect into strength um using the warrior and then obviously the moment i did that the next weapon i found was a really good dexterity based Tow! weapon so i was like fuck um but um my strength weapon like uh my strength weapon was that um uh, the hound hounds uh weapon from the jail ever jail um and that's been really really good um but I also, because I've been leveling up loads and exploring loads, I have enough points to spec high into dexterity as well now. So mm -hmm. I can now wield both dexterity and strength weapons. I am I have specced up for like the gut spills as well because um, I want that big sword. And the good thing about the big sword is like the heavier swords is they do a crazy amount of stagger. Like. Mm -hmm. And to the point where if you hit an enemy while they're winding up an attack, it knocks them out of it and they just like stumble to the left. So I had a hammer for a really long time and I was just like slapping everyone <laughs> around. But then like I reached the point where I was fighting like a, 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 an enemy that was made out of rocks. And at that point, the hammer becomes utterly useful, useless because you're doing like one point of damage. If you're just hitting a wall with a hammer and it's doing nothing. So then I moved to bladed stuff again. Mm -hmm. The weapons come relatively at a decent pace. I don't think you're getting amazing weapons constantly. I think if you stick to the main path, you have to explore to find the cooler weapons. Mm -hmm. You have to do the dungeons. Like at this point, I've got weapons that are like, so most of these I can't use, but like made from a falling star and that kind of stuff. And samurai blades that I can use to create gravity wells and stuff like that. And it's, it's some real crazy shit in there, yeah. but you just need to be specced in a certain way to use yeah. it. I can't do the gravity well effect because I'm not a specced in, I think it's intelligence. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just plunge the sword into the ground and then my character looks mm. around like, mm, <laughs> I think something, something's <laughs> supposed to happen. <laughs> um but yeah otherwise like you have to explore to find the cool stuff and then hope that you are specced in a way to use it yeah so i i started with the vagabond just because i i bounced between liking knight and dex builds i kind of bounced back and forth and i thought like eh, you know i I played the network test and i kind of enjoyed the stagger that tam was talking about that you could do with the heavy sword so right away there you can find a lord sworn great sword pretty early on that that was pretty much my main weapon mm. until i found the guts weapon um mm. And I, it was doing just fine uh, for me. I mean, and then you got the balance too. Like the Gus weapon's awesome. It does a lot of damage, but it is slow. And there's a lot of recovery time. Mm -hmm. So sometimes there are some enemies or bosses I'm fighting where like, man, I could get like three hits in with my normal greatsword or at least mm -hmm. two. And I'm getting one in with the super heavy greatsword. But yeah. it's fun. I'm having fun with it. 
For for people who might be wondering what we're talking about when we say the guts sword, it guts the character from Berserk. He wields just a massive great sword that is just a massive slab of metal that he swings around, and it, they refer to it as it doesn't look like a sword; it looks more like a raw slab of metal in in the in the series. So you, uh, there is the great sword in this and other from software games is inspired by guts's blade. Um, yeah, yeah. So Even something the interesting that I found. Uh, just real quick, something interesting that I found was that so you have different levels of great swords too, and they they seem to do different uh, well differently in terms of how they stagger enemies. Like there's some enemies the great swords don't stagger, but then the ultra great sword was staggering them. Um, and then also just so people are aware, the, none of them are staggering bosses. So when you fight like a big boss, yeah, unless it's, there's so many bosses in this game, like a lot of like mini boss type characters and like mm. those ones, some of them, this might stagger, but for like the real bosses, no, no weapon's going to stagger them. So you can't get away mm. with that. So sorry, Jean-Luc, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, I, even in the character creator, I saw a hairstyle that very much looked like guts. So I'm looking forward to people making yeah. like very mm-hmm. specific, like guts, OC, like Elden Ring characters. And yeah. dude, like- I struggled in that character creator, by the way. Susie, yeah. like Sphere Hunter, made such a hot character, and then I went in, and mine just oh. looked did like she your, got hit. Did I send you a picture of my hot samurai man? No. Oh, yeah. you did. Yeah. Yeah, I made a hot samurai dude, and then made him uh, not a samurai, but like oh, it's very easy to make mine, super yeah. super hot characters in that game. What the hell? <laughs> mine, lo- mine looks like she got hit in the face by a wet fish. Like she was <laughs> so miserable. Anyway. <laughs> I haven't fixed mine too much. I was only in for like 15 minutes because I wanted to get started, but I want to like, yeah. I like doing that. I just, well, for me, you know, it's like work. I'm like, man, I got to start playing. I can't play around with the character creator. Yeah. Also, yeah. it's like very quickly you find an outfit where it's just like, it covers all that anyway. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, oh yeah. I, I haven't seen my character's <laughs> face in, in uh, 49 hours. <laughs> you know, I actually like playing these games helmetless when I can, especially for Berserk builds. Got to go helmetless. I like doing helmetless, yeah. but uh, my character's See, not the problem handsome. I, He's not handsome enough. I'm not going to. My <laughs> character is handsome, but I've got... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Blade? Blade? Blad? Oh, Blade, yeah. Blade. Oh, it's Blade. 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 I've got Blade's helm, and you know oh what Oh, my that God. Is. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, f- I told you where that was. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah his it's, it's sick. I want to find good. his armor set. That's what I want. That's I want his... When I... There's a character called uh, Blyde who is you've seen him in in the trailer, so I feel okay mm. talking about him. He's the guy who looks like a wolf. Um, oh yeah, and he's like yeah, yeah. standing, sitting on the ruins and howling. So I got his wolf helm, nice. and he's he is incredible. I want his outfit and I want his sword, his great sword. When I got him, when I spoke to him, I was like, "Please, bro, I'll do your quest. Just give me." <laughs> Please, just give me- <laughs> and he's so far, he's not giving me. He's giving me, in fact, shit. He's giving me nothing. Like he gives me stuff that I was like, "I found that on the side of the road earlier. Why are you giving yeah. me one of these?" <laughs> but yo, he's a bro, man. He's a yeah, true he's bro. good. He's a true yeah. bro. Yeah, yeah, I love him. He's a, he's one of my favorite characters, actually. Yeah, I like him a lot. Him and uh, the pot guy. <laughs> oh yeah, the pot guy's great. Alexander. Surfaced. Yeah, Alexander. He's yeah. Alexander is a pot guy and he just wants to punch stuff. Yeah. Aww. That's it. He's great. There's there's some scenes of him where you can find him and he's like got his arms folded and it's just <laughs> the most adorable thing because it's a giant <laughs> pot with his arms folded. <laughs> Uh, here's a quick question uh, from uh, Hendubs. Uh, it feels like every From Software game <laughs> of the last generation was affected by long loading times. Do the new console's faster storage allows for more seamless transitions within the world of Elden Ring? Dave, you want to take oh. that one? 
I'm playing on PS5. There are like there's zero load times. Even like yeah. uh when after you die, it's maybe like five seconds. Uh, so there is yeah. I guess when you die, but as you're playing the game, there's no load times. Warping takes like two seconds or five seconds to load an area. It's mm. very fast. Uh, to yeah, the point and where I like, that, pretty much don't notice it. Yeah, when you load into another area, like when there's a hard cut and it like moves you into a different area, it's very fast. I played it on PC and it's like lightning fast. Um, and then on PlayStation Five, I played it on it was like super fast. Like not, it's not long enough for you to be like, I'm gonna open Twitter and scroll through it. It's way faster yeah. than that. It's no vanilla Bloodborne. No, absolutely not. You're not. <laughs> they won't have to patch in text to occupy people <laughs> while it's loading, so that your TVs doesn't burn. Yeah, in it doesn't get burning so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that seems like so necessary, especially for a game like this where. You know, you potentially want to like fast travel now because there's so much more like fast mm-hmm. travel than previous games. So yeah. that that's good because, God, yeah. Looking back on it, all those all those old loading times, I feel like just wrecked the pacing of some games. Um, and and you know what? I'm spending less time on Twitter now because of faster loading times, which is can only be a good thing. That's so thank you, thing. Miyazaki. I you don't miss the PlayStation One loading time days. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate, and you could hear you could hear yeah. when it was struggling as mm. well. You're like, oh, if you can hear it, that means it's loading. But if it's I mean, silent, uh, I am you've currently <laughs> I am currently playing uh, Final Fantasy IX on the original PlayStation, and oh, let me wow. tell you, the loading times for Dude, every battle are long. That- do you know what the most devastating part of that story is? The one time I had like a, a failure in loading, like an actual hardware issue with the reader, the laser reader, whatever it was, mm-hmm. was during Final Fantasy IX. And it was <gasps> on one of the hardest bosses. And I would oh. like, I would like have to put it on like and hope that it like gets through and it would get to a certain point and just start struggling. Mm-hmm. And it would like then crash. Oh, it was so oh. bad. But this one time, it made it through and then from that point on it was fine and i was like oh i don't know got it lucky brutal brutal <laughs> it was it was arc for people never, wondering the boss fight oh arc i never i haven't played ff9 that's only ff on playstation one i haven't played but like I, and we own it my my brothers and i owned it and then yeah. i never got around to it but like i never it's a good one i never had playstation issues in terms of like it just not working i mean just loading times took forever but it always worked mm. yeah yeah legend of mana that was such a good game but the loading times were fucking brutal yeah i still need to buy the the remaster for the or whatever the the switch version but it's a great game uh next question coming from kevin from west hartford uh a lot of the great surprises in past Soulsborne games uh came from clever enemy placement in the environment with elden ring being open world is there still plenty of gotcha moments like in the past how do oh, the, yeah. how does the change uh to open world affect these moments uh and then as you've already answered is there any way to respec Yes, there is, which you you can actually find out oh. more if you go check out uh, Dave Klein's excellent uh, Elden Ring tips video. Uh, he actually and still editing. Oh, One thing you. to note about respecting before we answer the rest is that it's limited. You can't do yeah. it infinite times. Um, no. uh, you ha- you need a special rare item. So, anyways, worth saying that. Yeah, picking. I've only I've only found that item once as well. So, I think I found like three of them. Oh, I need semi location. <laughs> I don't know. I, um, I probably have it. Actually, I probably have it written down. I've been taking notes of everything. Yeah. But sorry, rest of the question. Uh, what's the rest of the question? Oh, the yeah, yeah. I think there's um, there's loads that there's plenty of gotcha moments. There's this is a game predicated in almost entirely on moments like that, where it's like something unexpected happening in the open world. It is happening constantly. Like the night that mm-hmm. we talked about earlier, telekinetically was something I found by accident. 
and everyone that I talked to had not seen it and then I shared it around and everyone was like holy shit and there's so many of, of those moments I yeah. think if you yeah some of the most exciting times you'll have is sharing those moments with your friends who are probably starting playing at the same time if you can like I 100% encourage you to set up like a group chat with a few people that you know are playing um get in there and and you know like create a kind of spoiler policy where it's like don't reveal anything unless it prompted uh but like it's so shareable there were so many emergent moments in that open world it's designed to be that way and it is constantly giving you that kind of stuff so you don't have to worry about that honestly one of my favorite things about playing it early is that there's no guides it's just so fun like messaging tam and then there's one other mm -hmm. member on our team alessandro who i've been talking to and just being like holy shit do you know how to do this oh my god what is this thing like have you figured it out and just like that that community aspect where there's no other way to figure out other than just each other it's yeah. it's so much fun playing that way and yeah like like tam said there's there's all of those moments will happen there's surprises that happen even in the open world um and then beyond that there's so many dungeons in the game of different scales there's like many tiny dungeons there's medium-sized ones and there's of course the legacy dungeons and those are more traditional and how they're created for souls games and those have all of those gotcha type of moments too mm. Hmm. Uh, next question. Uh, let's see. This comes from Jacob McCourt. He says, I have never played a Soulsborne game. What game is the best place to start for new players? Which I guess kind of brings up the question is how good is Elden Ring uh, at onboarding new players? Because I do imagine just from the hype of it that a lot of people are probably going to check this out who have never played a Souls game before. I don't think it's very good at onboarding people. I think I, I originally in this review, I was going to leave. I think I mentioned it, but like I was going to do a breakout box, which kind of speaks directly to it. But it felt like a bit, it came off quite negative in a way that I didn't mean when I broke it out without the larger context. But I think this game is, it, it assumes a lot of knowledge on your part. Um, there's certain things that it doesn't over explain as much as newcomers will need it. It doesn't repeat explanations. It's in pop-up tool tips that you can easily miss. Um, and, and like there are concepts and mechanics that kind of I, I understand because I've been playing these games for a really long time and it's probably exactly the same for Dave. But like for most people, they won't understand a lot of it and the game won't go out of its way to tell them about it. Um, and it doesn't do nearly enough to onboard newcomers um i think it also demands or assumes a certain level of gaming literacy from you as well mm -hmm. i feel like if you're if you play a lot of games you can very easily figure it out um just with a little bit of thought and like investigation if you're like i only play you know open world games as like sandbox games and don't really pay attention to like mechanical stuff or like the intricacies of that stuff you might have a rough time um i feel like a lot of people who are just like super into open world games might find this to be quite harsh to them and quite um uncommunicative to them in the things that they need i wouldn't put it past anyone i'd never diminish anyone's ability to figure this stuff out so like i'm sure most people listening to this i feel like you probably can figure it out but it's it, like i said like most parts of this game it's not gonna hold your hand through any of it like no part of this game is like come sit by me child let me explain mm -hmm. how the world of El elden ring works it just drops you out there and is like figure this shit out good luck bye well dude so it I was like i missed I the tutorial like so negative about it yeah i feel mm. like that's the thing is like the tutorial is entirely missable and actually Devante, mm. uh who's on our team is playing it is new to these games and he missed it too and he was like until i found out oh. where the tutorial was he was like pretty like screwed 
but like i think like the thing i do think the tutorial is pretty in depth and pretty like well personally like it explains everything you really Mm -hmm. need to know right away it's just the fact that it's super missable that i think that's i mean like explains yeah i think it explains the mechanical stuff it won't explain to you what int is or it won't explain to you what scaling is it won't explain to you like the the core concepts that once you've got beyond the the grasp of how to block dodge roll attack parry and you know uh sneak uh jumping attack that's the basic stuff you can everyone can learn that it's very easy but Mm. the things that really like will help you forward is paying attention to the rpg side of it which it that's where it kind of like assumes on you got it yeah i guess i've always liked personally i've liked that aspect of it but everyone's different so i i get that i think also i guess like it's more accessible in the sense of there's summoning pools everywhere (laughs) so you can play with your friends and then the fact that Mm. like so for someone new at least i feel like it's it's kind of a mix, but the open world of it does make it so there's a lot more easy enemies to fight, mm-hmm. and there's ways you can level yourself up to make you feel more prepared before you grind into a legacy dungeon, and um, pretty much all of them are like skippable, too. There's ways to find to skip them and go to other parts of the open world to explore without doing them, that I, I think in that sense it makes it more accessible, but once you're doing the legacy dungeon, I mean, they're still tough. Yeah. But you you can like kind of over level yourself if you want to, which I think is the difference. Or it's a little easier to over level yourself. Is there yeah, have think, you noticed anything? But like in Bloodborne, if you over leveled yourself, they would pop in like those enemies to kind of discourage you from doing that. Is there anything uh, like that? There's nothing in the game that will is is put specifically there to keep you like to to in lockstep with your growth as a character and i don't think they can put in that in there because then it kind of breaks the kind of orchestration of mm-hmm. um the the ebb and flow of the game basically the open world needs to have a certain level of approachability and ease in in it um so that you have the highs that offset the lows or the yeah. the challenges of everywhere else. So if it was constantly hard everywhere, you wouldn't feel the satisfaction of it. And in, in the Souls games and the other more linear games, you have those where it's like you fight a boss or you fight a challenging enemy, then you just get, hey, I don't know, like three or four corridors or rooms where it's just like one or two enemies that are very easy to beat mm-hmm. before you find another cluster of enemy. They always do this thing where it's like, easy challenges and then next one room will probably be like an annoying challenge or like a mob or a type of enemy that does a status effect and then it builds its way up to the boss and then back down again Mm. and then that's kind of how they do that in in with the open world where the open world is it has enemies that will absolutely wreck your shit but because you can run away from them you're able to take control of how you engage um and generally what happens is if you're over leveled chances are you'll eventually run into a core area that will that will destroy your ass and that will be like oh i'm over leveled for this area but i'm not over leveled for the entire world yeah yeah i think that's also something important to note is like i'd say the first half of the game like limgrave lyrnia i I, maybe that's the first third of the game that's like pretty yeah probably first third anyways that's it's you can pretty well over level for that stuff but like once you get to the second half it's like I don't think you're going to really be able to over-level yourself as much no. for that mm-hmm. stuff. And, like, once you hit that part, it's like, oh, now, the, the, like, the game has started in a way, um, and the difficulty. So, it like, I'm saying that for people who are Souls vets who might be worried, like, 
there's there's going to be a point that you're going to hit where it's still going to be challenging. It's more that they have it accessible in the beginning for people in this way to work around, and also I think Spirit Ashes as well. I didn't use Spirit Ashes at all in this playthrough because I like playing it by myself alone, mm. but I use Spirit Ashes in the network test, and there's some bosses that it kind of like trivialized that were way harder mm. alone. So there's that that aspect mm. too. Yeah, and and you can very easily make it hard for yourself, and that's one of the points I. Erased by exploring in 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 my review, where it's like I did the first thing I did was to start running into different areas, and the amount of times I ran into a different area and just like a basic enemy just rolled me, um, was like okay this is happening a lot. So as Dave said, like you you will probably find uh, Lingrave to be very comfortable. It's kind of like the Great Plateau in in Breath of the Wild, mm-hmm. um, where you kind of like get your feet wet. It's much bigger than the Great Plateau <laughs> in the uh, in the, and it's got way more stuff in there to do. But in terms of challenges, like you'll see, you'll be able to look at an enemy and be like, I I can't fight that. I know I can't fight that. That is a big lad with a lot of armor and a massive sword on a horse, mm-hmm. and I'm just little person. I should probably not do that. Um, you can try, but you know. It's it's yep. chance that you will get wrecked by it. Mm-hmm. So, but ev- everywhere else you'll be fine for a really long time. And by the time you venture out, um, you'll have a much better grasp of the game. Yeah, uh, Tam, you mentioned earlier how you you think maybe there's the potential for people who are used to sort of the current wave of open world, you know, kind of your Ubisoft games, maybe to uh, feel a little out of place because of how this game doesn't hold your hand. Which yeah. Uh, it's kind of interesting because there was like that weird Twitter discourse the other day with uh, Jason Schreier where he was recommending people like use a notebook if they wanted to. And, and a yeah. lot of people were like upset about that, which honestly, personally, that got me really excited. I actually bought a bullet journal. Dude, I'm literally going to Target tonight to go buy a book. I'm so I excited. went to Amazon and I got a day one, like send it to me today. I want to make a bullet journal. I love <sighs> Love I'm, I'm, the, I'm the king of journals right now. Look at this. I got journals falling I'm, out. I'm gonna everywhere. drop pictures. I'm gonna make notes. It's gonna be great. Uh, but yeah, I'm curious. Like, how how did that experience feel? And, and yeah, I mean, um, I mean, like, I wasn't playing. Uh, I wasn't paying attention to the discourse. I am not in the discourse Elysium. Uh, as you I call can't it. repurpose uh, your own jokes. No, you can. Listen, you can. I, re- I retweet myself any day of the week, um, but. Yeah, I, I would 100%, like, if people need... There's a lot in this game. Sometimes it's easy, and all the names are very confusing at times because they're high fantasy names, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I'm I'm not great at remembering the names of every Lord of the Rings character because, you know, they are that way. Like, I, I even struggle with Souls and Bloodborne characters at times. Um, but, like, you, they will say something, and they might not make sense to you in that moment, but, like, the amount of times I've, like, had a character say a word to me i'm like i should probably remember that because that's going to come into you somewhere else or a character Mm -hmm. might ask you to do a quest or an area that you want to you know you've seen something that you know that you want to come back to Mm -hmm. you should definitely have a piece of paper have a if you if it makes you feel good like do it 100 like i i'm i've been remembering most of it myself and in doing that i've been forgetting a lot of it also um but like there's no no shame in doing that. In fact, I would encourage it. It sounds amazing. That sounds like a good... F- I wish I'd been doing that earlier because the amount of things I've lost track of is is crazy. Um, yeah. And, like, you can put, like, uh, markers down, like, both waypoint mm-hmm. markers and also, like, stamps to be, like, mm-hmm. picture picture of skull to show where there's mm-hmm. a hard enemy, that kind of stuff. Um, but at the same time, like, I think it would be super beneficial to just have a, you know, um, a, a notebook that you write down and say, Knight, couldn't beat him, this location, mm-hmm. 
name of location, you know, and then move on. Or I am needed, this, this, and this. Um, 100% encourage, I encourage, I encourage it. Dave, Live your best life. Yeah, like Dave, your tips video, you were talking about like certain bosses progress uh npc quest lines so one thing i've started doing is every time i talk to an npc i note down like things they mention so like i ran into some person and they mentioned godric and i was like okay i feel like you are intertwined with godric now and i'm gonna like just keep an eye on that so that's one of the things i'm doing because honestly i'm genuinely excited to have like a little journal going with it especially if you like do neat if you keep it neat and then you like put pictures in there draw pictures like do them you can by the end of it you not only will you have completed a game you'll have this really nice little memento of the things that you did um this is something that adam mason did for uh, on the uk side for zelda he's got this adorable little diary that's got like Mm -hmm. sketches and it's got like little cutouts it's so cute like when you he was showing us that when we were in um seattle was it boston austin austin i've never been to austin or seattle boston Oh, Boston. I was like, fucking. Uh, I was like, I've never been Austin either. <laughs> yeah, but like, and, and it was like, I remember seeing it and being like, yeah. I should do that. Uh, that's really cool because he's like, he's using it as a diary for the game and mm-hmm. himself. Like, he was writing mm-hmm. down, like, couldn't couldn't beat this boss, gonna try this. Yeah. And it's like a little. Like, here's, little here's how line. I did this shrine. Like, it yeah. was really he's cool. Doing, he's doing analog Let's Plays. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. I, I love doing that stuff. I did that with mm. Fez way back in the day and um yeah it's like you're it's like you got your own little like nathan drake notebook yeah you get to flip back through and you know yeah like put little stuff in i love that stuff um and our final elden ring question comes from one jordan ramay this guy (laughs) hey after dark crew a long time host first time question asker um have you ever met anyone in elden ring yet that you're like oh this will 100% be the person who becomes a figure slash collectible in the same vein as Artorias <laughs> or Lady Maria. Yeah. We mentioned him earlier. Yeah, I was going to say, Blyde. Blyde, yeah. He's a big old wolf boy. And he's Definitely. And he's very cool. Not even pot, fr- pot friend, surely. Pot friend will be... Here's, I feel like um, Blyde would be a like a... I think Blad will be like a first four figures or a um, one of those super high end ones, you know, hot toys, like the super detailed ones, or a Figma. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Pop Boy will be a Funko Pop. Oh, yeah, that's right. Pop Boy as well. Oh, man. Pop Boy, sadly, will be Funko Pop. Um, Yeah, you're right. Pop Boy is another one. There already is Pop Boy, actually. Lobos Jr. has a Pop Mm. Boy. I'm jealous. I'm so jealous. Where did you get that from? Didn't Max Scoville like make one? Yeah, he did for uh, yeah. for IGN. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so cool. Uh, what about that? Um, I don't know her name, but the woman who's like, she was in the original like reveal thing. Um, with the arm. Oh, that... the arm. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh... The the art of her in the beginning, like intro, mm-hmm. when it was like playing all this, showing all this. Gorgeous that beginning art. intro is fucking amazing. Isn't that it? is amazing intro, and the art is gorgeous. And that one picture of her, I was like, I want to of that mm-hmm. yeah. on my wall right now like holy shit that, I just 
I love the voice actor for it. It's so good. Oh, yeah. So you're the all knowing. I was like, yeah. ah, it's so epic. <laughs> Arise, ye tarnished. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is this is excellent. Uh, and this, yeah. That's when I messaged you, Lucy, and I was yeah. like, this has got massive Lord of yeah, the Rings you energy, did. And, I was like, and it oh. really does. Like, everyone, I was speaking to Andy Cortez, and I was like. Does it just me or this game have massive Lord of the Rings? He's like, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I, I was so shocked that the intro is just like still images like Demon Soul style mm. as yeah. opposed to yeah, like their recent cutscene stuff because they have yeah. they did all the 3D cutscenes, but that's just promotional stuff. Not a single one has been in the game. It's crazy. Wait, wait yeah, yeah, not a single one. I was mm. like, I did find a crazy cutscene, but that wasn't in the promotional stuff. So Ooh. I'm not going to say what mm. happened. Tam, you might know what I'm talking about. Mm hmm. Yeah, that wraps up all of our questions. Is there anything else you guys want to say about the Elden Ring? Read my review for it on Gamespot.com. Ten out of ten. Yeah, uh, good game. Yeah, it's it's an absolute masterpiece and masterclass in game design. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's I, I already it's like it's game of the year already. It's February. It's definitely it's gonna game of the year. In it, pack I, it I up, there's everyone. Like any, there's like Pour there's no other for, game uh... that I could possibly see. Oh, yeah. poor Horizon. Poor one out for Horizon yet again. <laughs> Horizon always gets screwed. It's Breath of the Wild when the first one came mm. out. Now that also yeah. Persona Five that year. I mean, 2017 was insane. Persona I mean, and yeah. Hollow Knight. That was very good. Um, and then yeah, like this year's insane too. But like, I can't see anything being better than Elden Ring. And I'm excited for a lot of games coming out. It's just mm. like it's crazy how good this game is. Yeah, you love to it's see incredible. it. Incredible. Well, with that said, let's move on to the next topic. Destiny oh, 2. Oh, There's one on. thing, quick thing I want to say about Elden Ring. Go on. Uh, just because I think the comparison about Breath of the Wild will come up a lot. And the oh, thing yeah. that's worth saying compared to Breath of the Wild is that I it's love better. Breath of the Wild. It's a fantastic <laughs> game. Sure. But like the thing with Breath of the Wild is that your, your weapons break, so a lot of the exploration, the things you find don't aren't that interesting. And the shrines are all kind of samey mm-hmm. that you find. Mm-hmm. But when, within Elden Ring, every dungeon is unique and interesting and at least the ones that even though sometimes they reuse assets for stuff like a catacomb is going to look like a catacomb is still very different in the way it's designed and there's a lot of different styles of dungeons that you'll find throughout and the things you find in them are always interesting you're always going to find some sort of spirit ash or weapon that you keep or like some other interesting item so it makes exploration all that much more interesting because everything matters that you're finding so anyways Mm, that's the one thing I wanted to throw out there yeah, I, I agree. Like it's it's I describe it as being more authored in a lot of ways. Um and it's like way more variety and yeah, I think they're both incredible games. I feel like this is the next evolution of mm. of a lot of what um Nintendo did in a Breath of the Wild. Um yeah. Damn. That's gonna make whatever Breath of the Wild two is very interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah especially sure. if that comes out this year. Uh, that'll be a real, real interesting thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, Witch Queen, the other yes. game that came out. Let's, <laughs> let's get into it. First question <laughs> comes from, uh, once again, Jordan Ramey, who says, Hello again. Longtime question asker Jordan Ramey here. Regarding Witch Queen, <laughs> on a scale of easy breezy to don't even bother my guy, how feasible is it to jump into Destiny 2 with this expansion if the only experience I've had with the game these past two years is QAing Phil's article? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you've uh, 
curate all of Phil's articles, you should hopefully be filled with t- destiny knowledge. Filled with a pH. It is, I would say, it, it, that has been probably the biggest problem with Destiny for the long time, is like the onboarding of new players, and unfortunately, I, I still think it, it has that problem. As far as like actually like the uh, gameplay-wise, being able to get into the content, um, it, they reset everyone's levels to um, like the same point whenever they do a new expansion now. So um, anyone who jumps in will be at like the right level to just immediately play the new content. So you don't have to like hop in and be like, oh, I have to grind or I have to play some earlier stuff. Like you could just immediately play, which is great. Um, but as far as like onboarding you to like the universe and like what's happening, like it, it still does not do that great of a job in my opinion. Um, they throw a lot of terms and a lot of uh, like, languages and lingo and lore and and stuff that's just gonna go over people's heads if if you don't pay attention to that stuff so i i still think that's a problem with this game which is a shame because i do think that uh witch queen is probably the best destiny has ever been uh like no joke it is extremely good um the campaign in particular is incredible in my opinion it's like i Obviously, I like just beat it this week, so I really have to kind of sit with it more. But I, I think it stands up with like some of Bungie's best stuff, um, and that includes like Halo. Um, like it, it is a legitimately very, very good campaign, and that's something that like I don't think Destiny has ever gotten right. Like it, it, the ca- the campaigns have always kind of been either like way too short or uh, just not enough to them, or or kind of you know integrating some of sort of the like open world or like the Destiny kind of grindy elements to it. Instead, it's like you get these uh, eight core fantastic missions that um, have like an amazing level of uh, like variety and locations and enemy encounters that all feel um, just like, like I said, up there with, with some of Bungie's best stuff. Um, it also looks gorgeous. Uh, the the location in this game, which is... Um, the villain Savathun's uh, throne world has sort of this uh, like uh, gothic architecture um, that is almost like it's like reverse bloodborne, I would say where it's like, everything is like white instead of like black, Mm. but it's got that same, like just like towering cathedrals. It feels like they really took a lot of inspiration from, from software's uh, environmental design when they were building this one, or at least like they were looking at the, same sort of in inspirations that from software was taking um there were just so many moments where i was looking at this expansion and i was like holy shit this looks incredible um so I mean, yeah I, I yeah i i really i really 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 liked it i know for the first destiny they actually specifically said they were inspired by dark souls especially with like how the online mechanics worked but oh yeah. uh, i have a okay. question for you so like yeah, i played Destiny. i play i've only played destiny one and I realized pretty quickly the campaign just felt like every mission was horde mode. And then yeah, I got yeah. bored and stopped playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so like, if I got bored with Destiny 1, will I be able to jump into Destiny 2 and still enjoy it? If, if you I just, just like, if, you, like, eh. if, if you are specifically looking for, like, I want, like, a fun campaign that just, like, has, like, fun encounters, like, it, it'll be yeah. a night and day difference. Like I said, like, the encounters okay. and the missions in this, like, feel more like, like a Halo campaign where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm actually, like, doing 
like objectives and you're like kind of going through these environments and just like the, the the enemy encounter the boss encounters feel really fresh with like unique mechanics to them um i i was hugely impressed with with mm. just like where they've come with that because i think they've struggled with that for so long with destiny is like how do you just make like like a fun campaign um which is weird because it's like they're the halo people it's like it's kind of strange that it took them this long to figure it out but like i don't know they're like they did it which is super mm. cool how I, you kind of mentioned this already but like should i play the other expansions to catch up for the story stuff or because uh, I, mean... I was up to so i played original we played original destiny 2 and then <gasps> destiny's children Destiny. never we forget Short-lived uh, show about it, and then since then I jumped into like a Trials of Osiris and didn't finish that, and I've right. always been meaning to go back to it. I I like surprisingly was really enjoying Trials of Osiris, and I mentioned it to like Chris Pereira, who's a big um, Destiny guy, and he was like, "Yeah, that's the shit stuff." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, it, it is the shit stuff." Also, unfortunately, you kind of can't go back to it because they actually took it out of the game, um, which is sort of the the hot the biggest contention about Destiny is that they've been like removing expansions mm -hmm. um they recently removed the forsaken expansion which was previously probably like the best destiny expansion so i think a lot of people were very understandably upset about it um personally i've sort of just like they've, they've been very upfront about they, that's what they were doing so I'll, you know my feelings aside i've just kind of accepted like that that's what they're doing with it um so my answer would be like yeah you do need to probably play those other expansions to fully understand like what's going on in the story um but also i feel like you should just play the new thing and just enjoy it for what it is like i like there's a part of me that's just like this is the good thing just 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 get to the good stuff just play the good you know the current campaign that everyone else is playing and enjoying um also how long is it uh i don't know an exact hour count i want to say it took me all in all like a good um like 10 hours to do the campaign which to, again that's like a halo length campaign and the cool thing is uh for the first time they have added a um a, an optional difficulty for it called legendary difficulty um before i had just like classic difficulty and uh, another problem with the Destiny campaigns were always like they were way too easy. There was just no challenge to them. And I think that kind of like added to the feeling of like they, they just sort of felt like, oh, I'm just kind of getting through this so I can get to like, you know, the raid or like the good stuff. Right. And um, but in this, by playing it on Legendary, it actually adds a level of challenge that makes the encounters have more weight to them and it, they don't feel as frivolous as they have in the past because uh, you know like part like you you're like oh if i die i actually die and then i have to restart this encounter so it actually encourages you to like engage more with the game's mechanics and like really think about what you're doing it's a pretty hearty challenge but it, it's like totally doable um mm -hmm. but i i think that is one of the smartest things they've added into this because it, it just immediately makes a, a world of difference um because uh and and yeah like i bumped it down to um classic at one point just to kind of like keep going and um i thought it was way too easy so i actually kind of wish they had like an in-between um between classic and legendary but that that addition it helps a lot man going back i'd be so mad if i was a game developer and they kept kept taking away content that i'd worked so hard on and being like okay we're gonna remove it from people not being able to play anymore yeah well, i think there was some concerns about it becoming too bloated right it was 
Like it was taking up a lot of space and it, it was causing it, issues with optimization. It's, a, it's a combination of thing. It was taking up way too much space. The game was becoming too unwieldy to the point where like they just wouldn't be able to add more to it. So I think there was sort of like a technical. But then also they were like, this is an opportunity to... Because the game just keeps building, adding more and more stuff. But because of the way the game works, eventually it's like, we have stuff in this game that literally nobody is playing. Uh, because of the nature of the yeah. game like you just you add new activities so it's like these old activities nobody is playing them it's literally a waste of space so we might as well just remove it so i understand their uh their reasoning uh, but i also agree with like well i think it is a shame you know from like a preservation standpoint that some of that stuff is lost to time um mm. my ideal yeah. would be like maybe one day they would like go back and take all that content and like put it together and make like a like a destiny campaign kind of like you know standalone game or something i don't i yeah, doubt true. that would ever actually happen but that would be kind of cool but mm. yeah um that's all i really have to say on on the witch queen it's really damn good and it super sucks that it came out the same week as elden ring because i feel like um this could have been a good opportunity for people who uh you know were maybe interested in destiny to to check it out but like not not this week. <laughs> no way. There's just Miyazaki comes along and is like This Nick. is my this is yeah. my show now. Yeah. There's yeah. also like, He does the he does the look at me. I am the captain now, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there's also Horizon last week and like, Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's just bad. It's a bad timing because it was just supposed to come out last fall and it got delayed. And then like I'm sure that week they picked was like, oh, it's fine, like nothing else is coming out. Oh, yeah. And then Elden Ring got delayed a month and then Horizon got delayed, so I'm sure <laughs> yeah. the people at Bungie were like, God damn it. Um, just get it out. Just do it. But Release apparently it, it, it it had like a million pre-orders, which is a lot for an expansion. So oh, I'm sure yeah. they are financially doing fine. But yeah, um, yeah. financially, I will recover from this. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't. I think there isn't necessarily like extreme crossover either way between those two crowds: people who love Destiny and FPS games, and people who love sure, yeah, yeah. That's I'm the sure thing. there's it's, some, but it's not like a giant amount the, the people who are gonna like destiny were gonna get it no matter what it for me it's yeah. more of just like if it was a quieter week maybe like some of the the praise could have like kind of picked up in the the mm. sphere and maybe some people would have been like "Ooh, maybe i'll jump into destiny ain't no one none of that's happening like you know everyone's mm. talking about all in ring uh so yeah is what it is. should be <laughs> i was gonna say the exact same thing for good <laughs> uh yeah that was the one and only question about that video game <laughs> we're gonna move on to now we're gonna move on to the steam deck which two of us Ooh. have used um so i had one I for had a little a while is that the same thing yeah it's basically the same man okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so i've used it and then i gave my one to jean-luc who's now using it for a mm -hmm. bit before i st steal it back and play sekiro on the toilet with it uh <laughs> because i did play sekiro in bed um it doesn't run as well as i had hoped but it runs well enough for me to play it i was like Portable Sekiro, baby. And I played Dark Souls on there, Dark Souls 3. And I was like, yeah. Portable Dark Souls 3, baby. This Dark is Souls cool. 3 worked 
very well. Yeah, uh, Dark Souls 3 is fucking optimized to hell for that shit. It's like yeah. it ran very nicely. And even if you bump it, you bump the resolution down, take away some of the effects, a lot of the effects, like most of them, it still looks very nice on that. And like having yeah. portable Dark Souls 3 is pretty amazing. Like that's that's such a good thing. But the first question comes from Mr. Blue MD, who says, How does it feel in your hands? Is it weighty? <laughs> And cumbersome or satisfying to hold? How does it feel like a practical handheld to use for prolonged periods of time? I'm uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> yeah, Jean, look, how do you how do you feel about that very sensual question? Uh, yeah, I'm very uncomfortable, um, but <laughs> not when I'm holding the Steam Deck. <laughs> it it uh, it actually feels really good. Like you look at it and you're like, wow, this is really big and bulky especially you know you're used to the switch but the second you pick it up you're like oh this actually feels it feels good it's so weird right like you look at it and you're like there is no way this is gonna feel good to hold and then you pick it up and you're like oh it it fills out my hands in the right places and it doesn't feel like i'm being dragged down like you can i feel like it's more uncomfortable to hold an ipad for a really long time than it is to hold this thing because there's ipads have no kind of ergonomics it's just this slab that you just hold in your hand Mm -hmm. but like this thing is like it feels good to hold and it doesn't feel like after a while if you're not like resting on anything your hands will get tired but if you've just got your like i've had my arms just rested on my side and it's been fine for like two three hours at a time it looks like a game gear to me it it 100 (laughs) percent looks like a game gear the (laughs) amount of times i've looked at it and been like that is a game gear uh (laughs) is quite a few but yeah it it doesn't feel it's it is weighty Mm -hmm. and but it doesn't feel too weighty. Like it's not hard to hold for long periods of time. Yeah. It looks cumbersome, um, but it isn't cumbersome once you hold it. I think the one cumbersome part of it is when you start trying to use the back paddles. That's where it can get a bit weird. Um, yeah. I, I, it, is it satisfying to hold? I wouldn't say it's satisfying. I would say it's like comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and does it feel like a practical handheld for long periods of time, prolonged periods of time? I think the important thing to remember is that if you're playing a game like, I don't know, Cyberpunk on it, um, you're getting maybe two or three hours out of it. So that's not really a prolonged, I mean, it is pretty prolonged, but like if you're playing something like Stardew Valley or Dead Cells or Spelunky or something like that, um, then you're getting up to the eight hour mark. Um, and chances are you probably will get a bit more fatigue in your hands from playing for that long um yeah were we not able to get cyberpunk to work on it though i couldn't i couldn't i couldn't get it to work but barbosa oh. was oh, Sandra able did, to yeah. oh he yeah, did yeah. okay yeah, no, yeah, it, yeah. It so there was i think there was some difference in the way we updated like i think he might have been ahead of us on updating it um, oh, okay it's just cracking like, me up i'm like of course cyberpunk doesn't work yeah and it does it does work on it on there um okay. he played he played witcher on there as well and he said it wasn't as good um he said the as far as i can tell like uh this our oh, review is going up tomorrow anyway so um resident evil village is mm. one of the ones that um is like best optimized for it mm. um yeah and he's like it, it runs like a dream on there um like we said dark souls 3 real good on there um it's honestly like i know that it's super powerful but it is a hell of a thing for small games like indie games like you can pack in a lot of kinds of experiences and like mid-tier games as well especially old ones i really hope that they go back and and like work on um improving compatibility with older games yeah i would love to fire up you know 
Alpha Protocol or something like random old <laughs> on there that I would want to play. Like I've like downloaded because I want to check it out again because yeah. it's old. Um, yeah. No, that that good was old games content playable on it. <laughs> I know it's Steam. So you yeah. 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 Um, I mean, to be fair, a lot of those good old games actually have been on ported to Steam, so you could definitely you can, check them out. You can install Epic Game Store on it. You can mm-hmm. install other things on it. It's just very difficult right now, and it is very hard. So our reviewer, Alessandro Barbosa, is a coder by trade, um, and like he's mm. he knows this stuff, and he was like, no rando off the street is going to be doing this very easy unless they have, like, you got a one to tinker, and he's not successfully been able to do it. He got to the point where I think he said he was able to figure it out, but it's not easy, and it's and it's not certainly not smooth. Yeah, I'll I want King's that. Quest Six. <laughs> I will leave that to the Linux people, but yeah, I mean, for me, like the, like I tried a couple games, like I, I ran Crisis on it because I was like, ah, it, it can run Crisis, it sure does. Um, and except, uh, actually, for the Sprint wasn't working for some reason, which is kind of weird. I had Are a you couple, talking about yeah. the original Crisis from like twenty years ago? Uh, yeah, it, it, it was the re- it was the remastered the version, remastered one, so yeah. it was actually okay. more optimized. I'm sure the original would probably like crash just because of like you know trying to get older PC games to run can be a pain sometimes. But yeah, like I loaded up um, Fallout New Vegas on it and it worked perfectly. And I was like, that was actually the one that got me the most excited because I was like, oh shit, I could play Fallout New Vegas anywhere I want. Ooh, that's cool. (laughs) Maybe I'll play Fallout New Vegas again, except super not because (laughs) there's Elden Ring to play. Um but like that, and then Starfield later this year. Yeah, I I uh, loaded up Yakuza on there because I was like, well, I gotta see if if. Oh, like, which Yakuza one? Which one? Uh, I loaded up Kiwami because that was the one that they had tested compatibility on. They hadn't tested it for zero, um, so I, I picked Kiwami. And um, but I assume like they're basically the same thing. So as far as like engine and the way they run, so I assume they'd both work well. It worked flawlessly. It it felt really good to play. So I was like, ooh. I could play, I could do another Yakuza playthrough and I could play all of Yakuza on the go. So I think, yeah, I'm with you, Tam, where it's just like, for me, it's almost like less about like running like the hottest, newest games on the Steam Deck and more being like, what weird game can I find in my back catalog that I can like breathe new life into by like playing portably? Because that's kind of, I feel like for a lot of people, the appeal of like Steam ports is just like the, the weird like, satisfaction in your brain of like a game that you love like but now it's handheld and so it's like yeah you know and like if, if they can if they can improve their compatibility with these games like i would if i was them i'd I'd look at all the games that are frequently in their crazy sales like the amount of games that we buy on sale just because they're like three dollars or five dollars mm-hmm. or pounds or whatever it may be um like there's so many my my esteem library is just filled with stuff that i was like i'll play this at one point at some point in my life um and like this is it this is the moment where they given us a device where that like accumulation of random games yeah. can actually be played like i would fire up dust force again or sure. some shit like that mm. like, yeah i would i would like love to do that kind of stuff you guys um, know offhand what the current price point is for it uh i think like the upper the upper tier one is about eight not, not eight, yeah, five hundred dollars is it i think yeah um, which is six hundred oh, actually six hundred yeah yeah that's a really good price for it's like very reasonable what you're getting that is extremely reasonable i imagine they're selling this thing at a loss for sure 
Yeah, and like uh, to to kind of like go from our review, which Barbosa did, he basically says it's the best portable PC gaming platform uh, hardware on the market. Like the others are more expensive and not as powerful, and and definitely not as versatile. Um, and this is like by far Valve coming out and being like, we've figured this out. This is how it is. Yeah. Um, even in its first iteration. And the interesting thing is like. They've kind of repurposed use zombie parts from old things like the controller in this mm-hmm. thing as well. So it does have multiple input mechanisms. Like the touchpad is there um, from the uh, what's that called? The controller, uh, and it's got oh, some yeah. crazy shit on there as well. Like the thumbstick, the top of the the surface of the thumbstick is also slightly a touchpad. So you can like I don't know if you've noticed that, Jean Luc. No, <laughs> um, but like some first person shooters, you can like move your aiming reticle and then like just use the tip of your your thumb or just like the some part what? of your thumb to just slightly readjust. Oh I my found God. it I found it in Dark Souls because I was accidentally Whoa. moving like nudging the camera in different ways and I was like why is it doing this? And I thought the motion control was on. It has motion controls also which I turned off, but it turned out it was the thumbstick has a surface on the top of it where your thumb rests wow. that's slightly um touchy uh, capacitive. Um that's really cool I think. Um the the other mecha- the, the buttons feel really good. I think I really mm-hmm. like the way the thumbsticks feel. They have like yeah. a a good like uh, give to them, but they also like not super loose. Um Mm-hmm. the buttons feel fine like they're they're curved around the uh edges slightly so it might look a bit weird but when you start using them it's perfectly fine there's no totally. issue with it the only part of the controllers that i don't like the trigger button's fine shoulder button's fine the only part that i think are not great is the the paddles they don't feel great um and they're like weirdly positioned i mostly yeah. just keep my fingers away from them um but i could the- see them being very useful in like slow paced games yeah, or like if you would uh, go through and because there, are, you know, you can customize the control, so you could go in and actually like tweak them. So I actually did end up using the paddle a little bit when I was playing Dark Souls Three because um, I think it's like the top right paddle was also um, like dodge and sprint, which was actually super convenient because it means I was able to um, like sprint or uh, dodge without taking my um, thumb off of the uh, the camera stick. So I actually yeah. ended up like once I was like, oh, I can do it this way. Uh, I actually found that to be super useful. So that's, I imagine people will find... That's what the claw is for. That's what the claw is for. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm well uh, versed in the claw method. I've used it many a times, but uh, I did find this more comfortable than the claw. Let me say that. Yeah. I've, I've reached a level of comfort with the claw that I, I never thought I'd reach, but I like play Sekiro in claw form. Like, <laughs> claw form is... The- Dude. It's the only way to play Souls games. I don't yeah. think you can play those without claw form. <laughs> no, you need to claw like, form. At this point, yeah. that's the only way yeah. to play. Oh, well, I honed it on Monster Hunter, so moving yeah. to this is fairly easy. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I'm just so used to it now. It's like weird for me not to play that way. Uh, I'm, I'm so curious to see how well Steam Deck does, because like, just that with the price point and everything, because if you have mm. a PC, right, and you can already play the games, I, there's definitely that awesomeness to be able to play portably, but at the same time, there's nothing exclusive on it. That's like, you know, yeah. compared to say, like, if you buy a Switch, you're buying it so you can play Nintendo games. You buy a PS5 or like an Xbox uh, Series XS, you know, there's games that are only on those systems. So it's like one of those things where it's like purely for the portable factor. And if you're willing to dish out $600 to play games that you can already play, essentially. Mm. So I'm just curious, you know, it's like, who knows yeah. what the market's going to say. Yeah, I feel like the I, thing that's going to be. I'm glad they're exciting. doing it. Yeah, I Sorry, think the thing that's going to be exciting is once people kind of they're being very open with making like OS stuff available 
I think it's going to be really interesting to see people figure it out and make it smoother. And even now, like I'm, I finished playing Elden Ring uh, or reviewing Elden Ring for the actual like sprint phase of it. And now I'm playing mm-hmm. it to finish the review up. And uh, the other day I was like, I'm not going to play until 3 a.m. today. I'm going to turn away from Elden Ring at 11 p.m. And I was like, at 11 p.m. I sat down on my bed and I was like, oh, I wish I had the Steam Deck. I could play the Steam Deck for a bit. <laughs> uh, but like, obviously, John Luke's got it, um, which is fine and all that. But like, I pulled out my Switch instead. Um, but like, yeah, I do find myself like reaching for it and being like, oh. And there's stuff that like, I've got Pokemon Ar- Arceus, that I've, Arceus, uh, whatever. Um, no, for, that first I've one's not, right. Yeah, uh, I, I haven't like really dug into yet properly. Mm-hmm. But I was still like, uh, I'd love to play a bit of Dark Souls on the go. Or like, you know, I'd love <laughs> to check out. Uh, I was thinking I wanted to play like a bit of, um, uh, what's it called? Dothramatic. I want to try that out. Um, but yeah, there's something about it. I think it because it's fun. The one thing I'll say is it's quite loud. Um, mm, yeah. The vents, it vents like it needs to get rid of some heat um the venting system is really good uh alessandro points out in his um review but like no part of the actual device where you're holding it gets warm um like the Mm. the routing of it is super good um but it does like sound quite loud at times to the point where it can muffle the speakers the speakers are really good the speakers are Um, amazing they are very good yeah um but like i think if you pop on some headphones and you just like play that game it's it's like amazing oh, like yeah. you play you play that device it's amazing like it's it's pretty special and it like i said like we said earlier like it's not super expensive so if you can afford to play it or buy one it it feels like you can definitely get your money's worth out of it purely because you'll mm. probably have a decent steam library already i turned it on immediately and it was like 20 games were already like great on steam steam deck player. yeah that's definitely the nice thing this yeah. is kind of an aside but it's i'm getting married in a few weeks in Hawaii. And honestly, I'm very excited, partially just because on the plane, I can play Pokemon Arceus and I haven't played it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yay, I have time to play Pokemon finally. All right. <laughs> it's a fun time. I've been enjoying Pokemon. I played a little bit of Pokemon Arceus and it was fun. Um, yeah. The next question comes from Jacob McCourt, who says, on the Steam Deck, have you used it as a Linux desktop machine? If so, can you talk about how much you think you use the Steam Deck in your day to day? Sadly, I was not able to use it as a Linux de- Linux desktop desktop machine. I don't think uh, Alessandro did much either. We didn't get a dock or anything with it. It was just the basic machine thing. Um, and mm. as for the second part of it, how do you... Do you think you'll use it day to day? I think I will use it day to day once I get it back, of mm. course. <laughs> I don't want to use it now. You're not getting it um, back. But like, <laughs> uh, you can have the other one uh, once it gets here. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I I do think I will be using it a fair amount, um, especially like out and about. Like I'm, I feel more comfortable about, I think I wouldn't play this in public unless it was no. like... <laughs> I, I, the, the scenario I see myself playing this is it's like if I'm going to like someone else's house and I know we're going to chill out and just hang for a bit and that person's cool with me. Like if I went to Jean-Luc's place and I was like, let's just kick it and play games and like mm. I'd bring the Steam Deck and he can play whatever he wants where he was there and we can just chat and play the games, that kind of stuff. Or if I'm going to like a family member's house, that kind of stuff. I'm mm. not pulling this thing out at a Starbucks because like that's a bit much for me. Um, unless I was like in a corner and I knew that no one was going to bother me for like <laughs> an hour or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think I do want to use it more frequently. I think I... The interesting thing is like 
it's it's a uh, it's killer app is all the apps you already have as we mentioned like there's no game coming out for it that i'm like i can't wait for this it's not like mm-hmm. nintendo first party or sony and microsoft first party like they need a system seller or anything like that i mean if they put out a mini you know half-life game or something like that that would be pretty cool um but yeah. it's all the games that i already have like the potential to have all of those games just disposable at your at your leisure is is massive and i think i will take advantage of it this yeah. is the machine that makes me most likely to dig into my back catalog or like return to old games absolutely and you know sometimes you just you're just tired of sitting at your desk all day and you're like i just want to hang out on the couch or on my bed like you said and like you know like it's, it's pretty good for that you know fire up poker night at the inventory yeah i saw i actually <laughs> i saw that in your your library and i was like i thought about it i was like "Ooh, do it man do it <laughs> does that work someone has to try uh my library is like not massive it's pretty chunky there's a decent amount of yeah games in there. there there were a few games that you didn't have that i really wanted to test like i really want to try um uh resident evil 2 remake on it and stuff like that i was like "Ooh, that could be like a really good one uh especially if if village worked it's the same yeah i imagine i I think i think re engine stuff just works really well in there um Um, oh i did play i want to try devil may cry because i did try revengeance uh metal gear rising revengeance on it and let me tell you it plays like a dream on the steam deck so if you're looking for some fun character action game nonsense Steam Deck interesting. I that, that is... I wasn't sure which way that was going. Yeah, I thought you were gonna say it plays like shit. I thought you were gonna different. say it plays like shit, and then you did the reversal, and I was like, oh hell yeah! <laughs> yeah now, now, now everyone has to buy a Steam Deck because dude, the rules of nature well. kicked in with the speakers, and I was like, oh, I am living. This is ooh, <laughs> this is good. I'm living. <laughs> see, I, now that's see, good still, living. Yeah, I still this. need VR. So for me, it's like at least for me, this is to my perspective. I still don't have VR. So if I'm looking at Steam Deck or VR, it's like, well, as nice as Steam Deck sounds for 600 bucks, I'd rather buy an Oculus or something because that's something I, that you can only do. I keep forgetting that I've got an Oculus Quest too. <laughs> but it's like, but the fact that like you have that option available, whereas yeah. I don't. And I'm like, I, man, like I played, I mean, I played a couple of those games. I like to play horror games in VR. That seems like fun. I, 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 I say that because I really want to remember more. Like I bought Resident Evil 4 when it came out and I yeah. just remembered that I haven't played it properly yet. I need to go back this, to that. Yeah, and this isn't to say anything against the Steam Deck. It's just more for like me as from my yeah. consumer self. It's like, okay, I can play these games already. I, I don't have VR. So like if I'm looking at something to buy, that's kind of like where my brain's at. But it does sound like really nice, and I'm glad that they're doing it. It sounds yeah, like a great sure. thing to have. Mm. Well, there you have it. That brings to close our question extravaganza podcast. We've covered Elden Ring. We've covered Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, and we've covered the Steam Deck. And we're going to call it there. If you would like to send us more listener questions, you can email us out afterdarkpodcast at gamespod.com or join our Discord. You can help myself or Lucy um, and we'll let you in. We'll quick conduct a quick background check to make sure you're not being weird anywhere. Um, Is that why I wasn't allowed in? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been weird a lot of places, Dave. <laughs> I know, that's true. That's true. Um, <laughs> like one of the NPCs from Dark Souls yeah. who always says, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's one, there's one NPC in Elden Ring that sounds like they knew that what they were doing, they were doing this because the laugh was like, <laughs> and I was oh, like, yeah. oh my God, <laughs> you, you did this oh, on purpose. You, you know freaks. what's amazing that happened, by the way? 
So I asked, like, because I'm further than Tam in Elden Ring. Mm. I was like, Tam, can you send me your map? I'm just curious to see what you've gone to. And, like, he sent me his map, and I was looking, I was like, I haven't found that site of grace. Yeah. I haven't found that site of grace. So it just, like, led me to explore more and be like, maybe I'll check out where that site so, of grace you found was and what's in that area. So now that the review in progress is out there, what I did was start from the south, and I'm, like, zooming into the map. And anything that isn't clearly, like, a piece of land, I'm going there yeah. just to look at it. I'm, like, combing through meticulously, which is slow going because a lot of stuff is just like um like a, a dungeon so you're like oh i made it three steps and now i have to go through this dungeon which yeah. is gonna take an hour <laughs> so but yeah there's a lot of cool stuff and I, there's way more sites of grace than i ever realized um yeah which is fun but anyway yeah, there's definitely like so much to find anyway sorry the yeah, tangent no. tangent, yeah. tangent tangent dave where you at what you're doing Hi, my name is Dave. I work at GameSpot. You can find me on GameSpot or my personal YouTube channel, Dave Control, where I don't make that much anymore, but still go to it. Uh, Twitter at Mine, K-L-E-I-N. Yeah, there's a lot of good content already on Dave's uh, YouTube channel, which is, yeah, I was a fan I was, I was a fan of Dave before he joined the site, oh. which was amazing. Yeah, um, that's that so cool. Thank you. Um, um also oh uh yeah i've been i've like made souls content for like eight years on my channel so there, there's a lot there so go watch for it sure. watch it um jean-luc uh you can find me at jean-luc psyche um been working on um oh you know what uh i i i don't want 100 percent commit to it, but i think me and uh dave itamati and phil hornshaw are gonna try and do like a destiny spoiler chat where we talk about the story stuff for that so if you're Ooh. one of the uh members of our audience that really cares about like the story aspect of destiny uh look forward to that coming soon on this podcast feed uh and otherwise yeah we're just cranking away on that uh that elden ring yeah. lucy um huge phrasing lucy has left the chat oh no i i'm here i just i haven't even touched a steam deck uh or destiny 2 for Many a moon. Um, mm. I'm Twitter, Twitch, Lucy James Games. I have been helping out on just loads of different things over the last couple of weeks. The biggest thing I've probably done personally is um, History of Soulsborne Games. Mm. Um, and next week I will be with Tam uh, on Giant Bomb doing Jeff Jeff's Bizarre Adventure episode two. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, love to see it. Um, I'm at Tamor H on Twitter and Twitch. Um, you can read my Elden Ring review now. Um, you can uh watch the video which was cut by Devante, I believe it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and yeah, Jeff Jasper's our adventure. Um, and that's about it. Dave, Dave. Wait, wait, one thing. Yeah. Uh, if I ever cut off Lucy during the second half, I can't hear her at all. Currently, her Discord crashed, and literally, you guys can hear her. I can't. So, no, Lucy, I, I can't hear her. You can't? I can. Oh, okay. I can hear Lucy. What? That's so well, you weird. Just... Okay, so I'm sorry if I cut off Lucy. I'm, I'm sorry. You did. Sorry. Yeah. I, I like I couldn't hear her. You're like fading. Start talking a... about Steam Deck. Yeah, you're fading in and out for me, dude. My and my I Discord can... totally crashed. Uh, and like it won't let me turn my camera back on, and I I don't know what to do. But no, Dave, you didn't cut me off. My Discord's just shit. I am going based on whether the her icon is lighting up. That's what <laughs> I'm going based on. 
I can hear. So, I'm sorry Lucy, if I cut off anybody, Lucy. I can <laughs> hear you, I and I can confirm, Dave. You didn't. You did not cut her off at all. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyways, thank you to everyone for listening. If you can, please rate and review us on the various podcast services that you're listening to us on, and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 No one can hear me. I can hear you, Lucy. Oh, we should say something about Tom and Dave.